everyone and welcome to episode 2 in our symptom series where we will be talking about a different anxiety symptom every week. So last week we dove deep into dizziness, why it happens, how it feels, I shared some tips with you guys. I absolutely loved hearing from you, like getting your feedback on that podcast and just knowing that just knowing that it brought you comfort and relief and inspired you on your journey forward because like I always tell you guys I know what it feels like to live with daily anxiety symptoms and feel completely hopeless and not really know what your next step forward is Um, so that just made me really happy and I just appreciate every message always I just want you to know that today we are going to dive into those really awful and terrifying in fact heart and chest sensations that go along with anxiety so funny story before we dive in i actually recorded this entire thing for you last night Uh, i wanted to have it ready early for you today it's monday today and then when i finished i realized that and this is embarrassing but my mic had been on mute the entire time so I have a new mic that I'm using and I wasn't really paying attention and I just sat here talking to you for almost an hour only to find that nothing had recorded. So here we are again, it's a new day, it's a fresh start, I'm starting over and I've made 100% sure this time that this is working and I am excited to talk to you today. So I kind of want to just get right into it. I know that if you're listening to this, um, you may be, this may be one of your top symptoms that you struggle with. And I know how scary this is. I know how hard it is to not focus on it. Um, You know, sometimes people mean well, and if they haven't experienced anxiety symptoms for themselves, and then you kind of tell them about it, they may say, you know, don't, don't put so much focus on it. And you know, think of happy things and think positive thoughts. And I have spoken to you before about how when we do obviously put attention on something, we do intensify it. But when you experience it for yourself, you quickly realize that it's very difficult to kind of just ignore it and pretend that it's not there. Um, Especially this symptom, because a fast heart rate is something that I used to deal with terribly. Um, when my anxiety was at its worst, not just a fast heart rate, I'm going to delve deep into all the ways that it it affected me. But I found that when my heart raced, when my heart was racing, every other symptom of anxiety was intensified for me. My dizziness felt more intense. I would always experience blurry vision as well. That was a a scary symptom for me too. And my shortness of breath would be a lot worse when my heart was racing. And it's very, like I was saying to you, it's very difficult to ignore it. When your heart's racing, it's it's really difficult. I would sit and I would try to do deep breathing, you know, in through the nose, out through the mouth. But I wasn't really putting my attention there because my mind was so hyper-focused on why is my heart racing, what's going on, and then all those other thoughts that come in and you just start to spiral from there. Where I would just be sitting there thinking, is there something wrong with my heart? And then at the worst, you know, am I having a heart attack? When you put it all together, the the chest pain, the heart sensations, the heart flutters, and I'm going to go into that in a second. But one thing I know that many of you do 
who are going through this right now is that you tend to check your pulse rate all day again this was me i would wake up in the morning and that was the first thing that i did was i would check how fast my heart is beating i would check my pulse rate throughout the day if i was out if i went for a walk or i went to a store or i was running errands it was just it just became a habit for me to just continuously check my pulse and i would even just hold my fingers to my neck i must have looked so strange but i didn't even care honestly i just you don't really care when you when you feel like there's something seriously wrong or that you're dying i would hold my um fingers to my pulse and just like see how fast it was beating and it was never slow it was never slow so this is actually one of the questions that you guys had asked me is is it normal to have a fast heart rate all day yes it absolutely is um, i think we tend to think of symptoms really intensifying only during a panic attack so when you have a panic attack you have that rush of stress hormones flooding flooding your veins you have adrenaline flooding through your body your heart rate just shoots up and then all the symptoms of anxiety are intensified but then a lot of people become confused because they come down from a panic attack or some of you don't even experience panic attacks you just suffer from anxiety like generalized anxiety disorder and it becomes confusing because it's like well i'm I'm not having panic attacks or even after my panic attack my heart stays raised so i just want you to know that that is completely normal uh when you have stress hormones when when you're in a heightened state of anxiety you're dealing with a lot of stress you're gonna have stress hormones flooding through your body to some extent all the time and this is going to keep that heart your heart rate raised so i'm going to go right into another question here so a top question was why does anxiety raise my heart rate and cause heart palpitations because this is another really scary one so it always comes down to that fight or flight response and again you don't yes during a panic attack is when you experience this fight or flight response but you when you are dealing with an anxiety disorder and your nervous system is permanently stimulated you're kind of on the verge of fight or flight all day long so your brain your brain feels like you are on the verge of danger all day long so you're gonna be experiencing symptoms to some extent all the time it's not just during a panic attack so when your brain thinks you are in danger it will cause your heart to pump blood harder and faster around your body and when this happens it increases your heart rate and then it can also cause heart palpitations when your heart rate goes really high Um, i know this is really scary and this is immediately where we start panicking and thinking can my heart rate go to high what will happen if it if it gets to high let me just say that we don't give our bodies enough credit because your heart can handle a lot more than you realize so i just i just want to say this because my i went through years with a fast heart rate every single day and it got to a point where i was like come on man this is that you nobody a human body can't handle this but your heart can handle a lot more than you realize i just want to put a quick disclaimer in here i'm not a doctor everything that i'm talking to you about i'm not trying to diagnose you and if there's something you're worried about i always recommend checking with your doctor with heart palpitations as well always check in with your doctor everything that i'm talking to you about is in regards to anxiety it's in connection with anxiety how anxiety can contribute to it i'm sharing my own experience as well i know a lot of you have gone to the doctor gotten the all clear 
and are now just completely confused as to what is happening or you've been told that you likely have anxiety so now just want to learn more so i'm talking to you so why does our brains cause our hearts to pump blood harder and faster around our body this is a protective thing i think we tend to think of our bodies as always trying to hurt us when we experience really scary symptoms but your your body is you, your brain thinks you are in danger and it's trying to protect you so by the the blood pumping harder and faster around your body it's making you either stronger so you can fight whatever threat there may be or it's making you faster so that you can run away okay again there doesn't have to be a real threat our brain doesn't always know the difference between a real threat and a perceived threat you just if you're already dealing with a lot of stress you have a lot of stress hormones happening you have a lot of inflammation going on just your your brain your nervous system is stimulated and your brain is on hyper alert all the time so if you experience even a little bit of fear or something stresses you out your 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 brain immediately activates the fight or flight response okay so when your blood is really pumping and it's really like you know pumping its way around your body like much harder much faster you're going to experience a fast heart rate your your heart rate is going to be elevated this is different for everybody usually during a panic attack it will be at its highest but like i told you your heart can stay raised all the time okay and it can it can elevate pretty like it can really raise pretty high just so you know that but during a panic attack the adrenaline wears off pretty quickly so it can't stay raised to a certain extent for too long it has to come down but don't be alarmed if it still stays raised because remember you're 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 in that hyper like your nervous system is stimulated you're you just on edge your body is on edge all the time my heart rate used to be well over 100 um when i wasn't even doing anything when i was just sitting down I would, I would have times where I, I remember one day I was just watching TV, my heart felt fine, it felt okay, um, and then it's like the next minute my heart just started racing, and I was having, uh, this is when my anxiety was at its worst, so I just never knew when my symptoms were going to kind of like hit me all at once, and I remember my heart just started racing, and I really did go into panic because I was just sitting there. And I went to go lay down on my bed and I was taking deep breaths, but I really wasn't focusing on it because my, my brain was just, my mind was just sinking, like it was spiraling because I just kept telling myself over and over again, something is wrong, I don't know what's happening, I didn't understand anxiety, I always tell you guys, we have to understand what's happening in our bodies first. When we don't understand anxiety and we're not connected to our bodies and we don't know what's happening, we can't really expect to calm ourselves down because our brains are going to take over. Our brains don't understand. Um, so when you're experiencing the fast heart rate and the blood is pumping, this is when you may also experience heart palpitations. And I think most of us here have had heart palpitations. Maybe you aren't sure what a heart palpitation is. So it's when it's that really, really uncomfortable feeling in your chest where and it, again, it, it may feel different for everybody, but it feels like your heart is fluttering. It feels like your heart is like kind of fluttering in your chest, like it's trying to get out of there. And it could feel like it's skipping beats. 
and I would often feel like it's kind of in my throat, like it's coming out of my throat. Um, I would often be checking my heart rate, my heart would be racing, and then it would just kind of stop for a second, and that would send me spiraling into fear, but that's heart palpitations for you. It feels like your heart's skipping beats, fluttering, or coming out of your throat. Um, so with heart palpitations, I want to tell you a quick story. I went to, I had a hair appointment one time, right in the midst of my absolute worst anxiety when I was having panic attacks every single day practically and I was dealing with generalized anxiety disorder so I was on edge all the time my stomach was just in a knot I felt like I was constantly anticipating something like I just felt like you know when you're really nervous before like a big event or presentation or something that feeling right before and then afterwards you experience that relief because you did it I would experience that that before feeling all the time but I didn't know what I was anticipating so it was right around this time I had a hair appointment and appointments like this were really scary for me I'd often cancel or not go and um, because especially with something like going for a hair appointment it's I feel like I can't leave so if you're sitting there with you know a bleach in your hair or color in your hair how if you have a panic attack how do you just leave there because everywhere that I went I always liked to make sure that there were exits nearby so that you know I'm laughing but seriously I, I always like to know where the exits are so that if I got anxious I could quickly leave or at least where the washrooms are so I could run into the washroom um, and just kind of be by myself this is something that I always thought of everywhere that I went where are the exits where are the washrooms I, I you know I just wanted to go out and enjoy myself but that's all I focused on so this day I went to the hair salon and I can't actually believe it because I was so anxious but I, I took a bus to get there and I remember walking to the bus stop I could feel my symptoms starting to come up on me and my heart was beating a little fast but I was trying my I really wanted to go get my hair done and I was trying my very best to just, you know, not focus on it too much. And I got on the bus. I was just feeling uneasy the whole time. And if you if you have GAD, if you have generalized anxiety disorder, you know that feeling of just you don't feel right. It's hard to put into words, but you just you don't feel right. You don't feel like yourself. And I got there and I mean, I was still on edge the whole time. And I had some foils put in my hair, and while the foils were in my hair, I started to, my heart started to palpitate. It had, it was, it had slowly, steadily been climbing the entire time, and now it was just full-on heart palpitations. And it wasn't mild palpitations; it was full-on, like full-on. My heart felt like it was skipping beats. It was, it felt like this like little bird in my chest that was like desperately trying to get out. That's the best way that I can describe it. And I had that really uncomfortable feeling in my throat, like my heart was coming out of my throat. And my natural instinct was that to cough. Like I felt like if I coughed, it would like really, it would bring some relief. So I did actually, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Now, you know, with how things going on in the world, I know we get nervous, um, when we think somebody around us is sick but yeah like I, and I, I wasn't coughing because I felt like I was sick I just it just felt like the natural thing to do in that moment so I while I was sitting there I 
actually did some research and I came across an article about heart palpitations and tips to manage them in the moment. And this is when I learned about the vagus nerve, which I'm not going to go into too much like boring detail here, but all you need to know is it's the longest cranial nerve that runs, it runs from your brainstem to your abdomen. And when you stimulate this nerve, when you find ways to stimulate this nerve, it can help to lower your heart rate and then it can help to ease up on those heart palpitations. So it was actually really interesting because the very first tip to stimulate this nerve was to cough. And I had, like, I didn't know about this nerve. I didn't know anything. Um, I didn't know any tips for managing heart palpitations, but I, it was like my body's natural instinct to do that. And this is, this is really fascinating actually, because I feel like when we are, when we deal with anxiety symptoms, um, whether it's this one or any other one, really, I feel like our bodies feel foreign to us. We feel completely disconnected from ourselves. It's kind of like we're looking at ourselves from the outside, you know, and we don't relate. Like we, we, we look at our bodies as not part of us. Like we don't understand, like we, we don't relate. And when we are so disconnected from our bodies, it's very difficult to move forward and find ways through these symptoms because we, we aren't connected in any way. And really, truly, the best way to start connecting with your body is to just start listening. To, to become aware, to start understanding anxiety and why it's happening, and then to start listening to your body. And I was at the hair salon, and I feel like if I had been at home, I may have panicked more because I was just by myself. But when I was there, there were people around, and I was kind of, you really have nothing to feel ashamed of. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I was aware that there were people around, and I didn't want to kind of, you know, panic or freak out in front of people. So... I was kind of forced to sit in it and sit with myself for a minute and when I did that my, my body's natural reaction is like my body was talking to me and, and kind of telling me you know coughing may help you right now that's just what felt right and then I come across this article where coughing is one of the number one ways to stimulate the vagus, the vagus nerve so I thought that was really really interesting actually and then another way to stimulate this nerve is with cold water and this was something else that I had been doing as well without even realizing so I always found that when I ran my wrists under really cold water it would I would notice that my heart rate would go down if I was really panicked it wasn't a significant drop but it definitely felt like it did bring some relief and with the heart palpitations too and then that was another thing in this article actually so I actually did some more research into this because I found it so interesting and I learned that divers before they swim actually um, run their wrists under cold water to slow their heart rate before diving into the water so it's not such a shock to their system um, because the cold water helps to slow your pulse. So I thought that was really, really cool actually. So. If you're able to get in a cold shower, like that, I always come across this, like people tell me, you know, a cold shower really helps me. Um, and obviously that makes sense because you have your, your full body immersed in the cold water. But obviously as we're going about our days or we at work, we can't just say, you know, I'm freaking out right now. I, where's the shower? So 
One thing that I do recommend is carrying ice cold water with you. So what I would always do is I would fill water bottles with water. I would keep them in the freezer overnight and then I would take them out the next morning before I'm going somewhere. So I would always have really cold water in my purse and then if I was out and feeling anxious, I would have it right there. And it's so you can do it so subtly like you can just stick your hand in your bag no one will even know what you're doing and just kind of hold the water on your pulse points you can sip the water it's a very good way to distract your brain in the midst of panic so when you're experiencing panic or having a panic attack or just really obsessing over anxiety symptoms that's all your brain is focused on so you want to find healthy ways to distract your brain in that moment and i know that telling yourself i'm calm i'm relaxed you know it's sometimes the positive affirmations are really difficult in that moment so maybe you need to find other ways to distract yourself right in the midst of it and taking a sip of ice cold water is kind of like a shock to your system a shock to your brain and it kind of diverts your brain's attention and just that that quick diversion can help you to start to get out of the panic faster so cold water carrying cold water around i highly highly recommend it Um, I saw, I actually shared a post about heart palpitations a while back and someone had commented that humming and singing is another way to stimulate this nerve. So you could always try that as well. Um, You're de-stressing, you're singing to your favorite tunes and you're lowering your heart rate. So it's kind of a win-win. So moving on to the next heart sensation or chest sensation more, I should say. Um, A question that I had was, how does anxiety, can you describe how anxiety chest pain feels um, and then why it happens? So this, I think, is why we immediately think, oh my gosh, I'm having a heart attack when we start to experience what we think is chest pain. Well, what is chest pain? Because the symptoms are real. I'm not imagining them. So the pain, it's again... It's different for everybody. I can't sit here and tell you exactly how it feels because you may have a different experience, but it can feel like a burning, an aching, a throbbing. It can even be, I would sometimes get just like random stabbing pains that would (laughs) have me jumping up and like, you know, what's happening. So I feel like when your heart is already raised, it's palpitating. Now you're dealing with chest pain. Your brain starts putting it all together and thinking, well, hold on a minute, like, is this a heart attack? What's happening? And of course, if like me, you you had or perhaps have a bit of an unhealthy obsession with Googling every symptom, and trust me, I'm not judging you because I know how difficult, I know how difficult it is to stay away from Google, uh, then you end up coming across some things that may just send you spiraling so you'll very likely see all of these symptoms listed under a heart attack not realizing that anxiety mimics some very real conditions so many people end up in the er every year 100 convinced that they're having a heart attack and then it's an anxiety attack okay again i'm not a doctor like i said earlier i always recommend checking in with your doctor with anything you're concerned with But if you've been given the all clear or you've been told that you likely have anxiety or have been diagnosed, then I just want you to know that anxiety absolutely can and does cause these very real sensations, including chest pain. Okay, I'm I'm seriously, I there's been more than a few times where I've sat and 
really had to sit there with myself. I had my hand on my chest, massaging my chest, like trying to take deep breaths, trying my best to calm myself down as my brain was really trying to convince me that something was wrong. So the reason for this, for the chest pain, is it all comes down to, again, remember your brain thinks you're in danger and it's going to act accordingly to try and protect you. It doesn't matter if there's no real threat. Your brain's goal, your body's goal is to always keep you safe. So in this instance with the chest pain, your body is, your muscles are tensing and tightening up. And the reason that your muscles do this is to protect your internal organs. So your brain thinks there's a threat. It doesn't know what the threat is, but it it knows something is, is going on. It's going to protect you any way it can. And by tightening up the muscles in your chest, it's protecting your most vital organs. So it's protecting those organs. So when this happens and you really are in danger and trying your best to survive you're not going to be focused on oh this feels strange oh i i can feel pain you're just going to be so focused on getting away that you're not really going to you're not going to feel anything you're just going to be grateful that you can run like hell or that you're stronger than you've ever been before but when you're at work and you're sitting at your desk or you're at home or you're running errands or you're standing in line or you're trying to have like a cup of coffee with your friend or something and your muscles start to tighten up because your brain thinks you're in danger, you're going to feel that and you're going to experience pain because your muscles can really tighten up and that's going to cause a lot of pain. And like I said, that combined with the fast heart rate and the palpitations is going to really have you sinking into panic. And I know because I've been there and it's, 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 it's hard because you're not imagining the pain. The pain is there. It's real. It's due to the tightening of your muscles but by the reason that I make these podcasts and the reason that I talk about symptoms all the time on my page is that you can become more aware because if in the midst of it you're able to tell your brain you know what I know what's happening here you st- I'm not saying you're not going to be scared and it takes time but if you're able to understand what's happening and kind of relay that information to your brain it's going to help those symptoms to fade a lot faster So if the chest pain is due to tight muscles, then it makes sense that you want to consciously unclench tight muscles. And everything is connected. So often, like right now, you may be sitting with your shoulders tight, you know, we experience a lot of shoulder pain, a lot of neck pain. As I'm talking to you right now, I'm doing some neck circles and just being more aware of that because sometimes we just, we forget ourselves, you know, we don't pay attention to to ourselves and and what our body needs so the tight the tight um, neck muscles the tight shoulder muscles that is all connected so it may start in your shoulders and extend to your chest it may start in your chest and extend to your shoulders it's very important to be consciously aware of your muscles throughout your day and to just release them a really good tip is to kind of clench them all up so you just squeeze your shoulders like feel your muscles just tight 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 and then just like take a deep breath in when you do this and then like sigh it out and just release your shoulders release everything give your arms a shake shake out all that stress and doing this is a really good way to kind of just release that tension Um, another thing that I really love to do especially when it's kind of in the chest is I'll gently massage 
my chest muscles and I'll massage while applying a magnesium gel like an Epsom salt gel which is high in magnesium um, you just massage that in and that usually provides pretty instant relief um, if it's due to tight muscles I also love a magnesium glycinate supplement if you've been with me for a while you know that I'll talk about this all the time it's my savior supplement I absolutely love it it's good for tight muscles, it's good for insomnia, it's good for boosting your mood, it's good for practically everything. Um, I will link everything that I talk about, I will make sure to link in the description box if you want to go learn more about it because I don't want to get too deep into that here. But a magnesium glycinate supplement, so taking the supplement every day and then massaging a magnesium gel right into your chest i found that that always gave me a lot of relief like it was all about the magnesium for me unclenching the muscles and like the, the massage right with magnesium a top question that i always get is how much to take and it's different for everybody um just speaking from my experience if i was if i'm taking it at night to sleep or if I was taking it during the day, right, like when I'm feeling especially anxious and my heart is really high, I, I would usually, and still do, take around 400 milligrams. I usually buy capsules that are 200 milligrams each, and then I would take, so I would take two of those to, for a total of 400 milligrams. And then what I would often do too, if I was dealing with like my heart was just racing and I couldn't get it down, is I would make myself a cup of herbal tea that's designed to kind of relax the nervous system and then I would take that right with the magnesium and I'm not going to get crazy into teas here I feel like I could make a whole podcast talking about teas because I have quite the collection um, lemon balm is my favorite it's absolutely excellent for emotional stress for helping to relax you I love lemon balm I love spearmint. That's also a good really. Um, that's also a really good relaxation tea. Um, what else? I just bought a chamomile and lavender tea. That's amazing as well. I love passion flower, and then there's a South African tea that I also love. I like to have it with a little bit of, like an, a dairy-free milk, almond milk. I usually have it with, and then just a little bit of maple syrup or you could do some coconut sugar to sweeten it and that's rooibos tea so I really like that one as well so usually when I'm especially anxious and it's anything to do with my heart or my chest I would make one of those teas and then I would take my magnesium right along with it um, and then quickly I want to move on to chest pressure because this is another really uncomfortable sensation um, and I know a lot of you struggle with that. And then again, the chest pressure combined with the pain, with the heart palpitations, it's your, your brain's going to think something is wrong. So we'll get to that in a second. But while we're on the topic of teas, I just wanted to say that I actually never used to drink herbal tea. I, would, I used to drink a lot of caffeine, like cup after cup of coffee to get me through my day. And I didn't realize just what, it, what an effect it was having on my anxiety and my symptoms. So caffeine... I. I mean it's a stimulant so it is going to raise your heart rate already and then if you're dealing with anxiety as it is it may make you feel worse um, everybody is different like I know people that have anxiety that are able to drink coffee so I'm not going to sit here and say don't drink it but just be mindful of it and pay attention like see how you feel after drinking it I didn't really even realize the effect it was having until I cut it out and then I started to drink more teas and 
it really did make a big difference. So I just wanted to mention that there. So the chest pressure, uh, this sensation is usually due to how we are breathing. So in the Dizzy podcast last week, I spoke about um, how we can feel dizzy when we hyperventilate. And again, we tend to think of hyperventilation as happening just during a panic attack, like those, like, I'm, I'm freaking out, I can't breathe, and you're taking in those really short, shallow, rapid breaths. But when you are anxious and you're dealing with symptoms all the time, even if you're not breathing like that, your breathing is shallow. Like I can guarantee it, you're not breathing deeply. And this is something that... I, I didn't even realize just how shallow my own breathing was when I was dealing with symptoms every single day. So when we hyperventilate or when we just breathe, you know, very shallowly, what happens is we're taking in too much oxygen and we're not breathing it into our bellies. We're breathing it into our lungs. And like I discussed in last week's episode, the reason that this can make you feel dizzy is because you're taking in too much oxygen your carbon dioxide levels are going down and then that leaves your head spinning but it affects you in other ways too so when you're taking in this in too much oxygen it's all in your chest you're going to feel a feeling of kind of um suffocation like it's it's kind of like you, you you feel like you can't get a breath you feel very very short of breath and again the shortness of breath combined with heart sensations is not going to make your brain it's not going to help you to feel any better these are all just kind of um, kind of like, I'm just saying this in quotations here, like confirming to your brain that something has to be wrong. I'm short of breath. I have heart, chest pain and, you know, all of that. So when you're taking in these really shallow breaths, you're going to feel a lot of air just in your chest. And that can cause a feeling of chest pressure, of suffocation, of shortness of breath, along with dizziness. It can also cause tingling. That's another thing I want to mention here. Um, some of us may experience the chest pain and then we find that we have tingling in our bodies and you know you google symptoms and you see oh pain in the left arm or or tingling in your arm that's a heart attack but anxiety can cause the same symptoms and it can all be down to how you are breathing so you want to control the, the stream of air coming in and out of your lungs you want to streamline it you don't want to take in as much oxygen and the best way to start balancing your breath when you're taking in those shallow breaths and you're feeling dizzy, you're feeling the, the pressure on your chest, is to start to breathe in and out just through your nose. So that alone can make a big difference. Just breathing in and out through your nose so you're not gulping the air in through your mouth. All right? Um, alternate nostril breathing is another breathing technique that I absolutely love. That is just through your nose as well, but you're breathing through one nostril at a time. I show you how to do that in my panic attack highlight on my Instagram page, and I'm going to be making some more updated videos soon showing you some different breathing techniques that I really love. But alternate nostril breathing or just simply breathing in and out through your nose can already help to balance the breath so that you start to feel less pressure on your chest, less dizzy. It kind of ground well it doesn't kind of it does it brings you back into the present and grounds you in this moment because when we're panicking we're definitely not in the moment our brain is running away from us for long-term relief i do highly recommend looking at your lifestyle like looking at what you're eating every day again i believe that i believe 
everything in moderation but if like me just like i was during my worst anxiety if you're eating a lot of sugar every day if you're consuming a lot of sugar if you're eating a lot of processed fast fatty fried foods every single day then you may just want to take a step back and just see how you can improve on that um, I was highly skeptical that my food had anything to do with any of my symptoms <laughs> until I cut it until I cut some of them out or cut back on them and started adding more like nutrient rich foods in foods that are designed to nourish our cells designed to reduce inflammation in our bodies because the minute you start reducing inflammation your symptoms start to fade and I am proof of this because like I like I'm telling you I did not believe it but I became so desperate and I realized that I wasn't living um, I got to a point where I could hardly step out my front door without going into panic I was becoming agoraphobic I didn't want to go anywhere I was like what is the point because I know that I'm going to experience all these symptoms the minute I leave so when I reached that point, I realized, you know what, I have to do something. And I was willing to try anything. And being more mindful of what I was putting in my body and how that was um, affecting me internally was massive. And I go deep into that in my book. I'll add the link in the description. And I also recommend checking out the nutrition posts on my page and all the heart posts where I talk more about this as well. I really try to give as much information in the captions as I can um, and then I also recommend reading through the comments because a lot of people share their own experiences and that way you can see that you're not alone you know and you can also give each other advice and you can support each other on your own journeys so another thing is lack of sleep if you don't sleep your heart rate is going to be higher and every other symptom of anxiety is going to be heightened I know that it feels impossible to try to fall asleep when you're laying in bed and your heart is racing as if you're about to, I don't know, attend some really exciting events or something or uh, like your heart is racing but you're in bed and you're trying to fall asleep and it it's impossible. Like I had really awful insomnia during the worst of my anxiety so if that sounds like you right now, I'm, I'm really sorry and I do... Oh, I do know how frustrating it is because all you want to do is sleep but your symptoms won't allow you to so this is again where the magnesium does come in very helpful I, I and I now still I take 400 milligrams before bed and there's something else that I've been taking recently and I wanted to share that with you so I really love golden milk and I've spoken about this before and I have, if you go to the highlight on my Instagram page, I have a recipe there that I really love to make. But recently I've actually been, I've tried and a company sent me some products to try. And I never share products, honestly, unless I love them and I can be very picky. But I went through a bit of a stressful time and I've gone through quite a lot of stress this year. And I, whenever I'm stressed, my sleep is affected. So I decided to give this product a try and it's by a company called Organifi and it's their golden milk and it's for rest and relaxation. It's amazing before bed but you can have it during the day like sometimes I'll have it in the afternoon if I want to unwind. But honestly when I have this before bed and I'll, I'll often take magnesium along my supplement with it, I find that I only really have to take 200 milligrams of magnesium when I take this because it's so effective I genuinely notice that I sleep 
so much better i fall asleep faster my sleep quality is better it's truly amazing so it's a golden milk powder so the turmeric is in there turmeric is the spice that makes golden milk golden milk um it's a natural adaptogen and adaptogens just basically help your body to better manage and handle stress and turmeric is great before bed because it actually improves the quality of your sleep so this what i really like about this mix is it's not just the turmeric it also has some other things in there like reishi mushroom which is an excellent mushroom for relaxation it also has lemon balm which is seriously my favorite herb i love lemon balm tea i try to drink it every single day and it has some other really good things in there it's naturally sweetened it's really great so i've been having that for a while now and i find that really really effective at helping me to sleep so i just wanted to share that with you guys just in case you wanted to try it um i know i know how difficult it is to sleep when you're stressed so i know we try absolutely everything and this is something that i and, and i sleep has been tricky for me my entire life like i'm not a i'm not one of those people that can just put her head down and fall asleep like i if there's even a little bit of stress in my life i struggle to sleep and when you're dealing with a fast heart rate or any other symptoms and then you're not sleeping it it really doesn't help you at all so i will link that in the description if you want to check it out i also have a little homemade recipe on my instagram page in my recipes highlight if you want to see that and try that for yourself um i think i'm going to wrap this up soon just because i'm checking the time and we're around 40 minutes already i try to keep these short um but at the same time like you see you guys have let me know that you do like the longer episodes and i don't want to leave anything out like i want to give you as much information as i possibly can i feel like when i end this i'm going to think of even more things i could have added but i'm trying to just give you like the most important information the things that i found worked the best for me so before i end this off i thought i would just answer maybe two or three more questions so the first one here is how do i exercise when my heart rate is already high this is a really good question because i mean we all know that anxiety is good for us even if you don't understand anxiety even if you're not a health guru we all know that exercise is good for us and in case you didn't know it really is great for anxiety because it lowers cortisol your stress hormone it boosts your mood it's amazing but when you're trying to work out with a fast heart rate it can, it, it's it, it just feels impossible because i've been there i've tried um exercise was something that i was determined to try to get more into when i was dealing with panic attacks but i would start and within one minute i would just give up because my heart would just get too high and i would start to panic so my best advice here so what i was doing was i found this channel on youtube uh her name is jessica smith she's awesome she's cool and she has a whole bunch of different workouts and she does a lot of walking workouts and my anxiety was so bad that i'm going to be honest with you like i'm embarrassed but i struggle to do the walking workouts like within like a minute of of the walking workout my heart was palpitating but i really did try i would take breaks and then the more i started to get into that i was able to kind of complete a 20 minute walking workout but i was gentle with myself like initially i was not gentle with myself until i realized you know what being harsh with yourself is not working you got to try something else so 
I think my advice here would be to just be gentle with yourself and do what you can. I think we have this we have this idea that we have to do really high intensity workouts to experience relief or for it to be effective, but when you're in the midst of anxiety and dealing and your body's in a high state of stress, you kind of have to do what you can. You I think it's especially difficult if you're the type of person like if you're an athlete or if you're the type of person that was doing high intensity workouts then started experiencing anxiety and realized you can no longer do such high intensity workouts right now but that's the thing right now this isn't a forever thing you will get back there but while you're starting to reduce inflammation in your body you're starting to reduce stress just simply do what you can you will get back there but you just have to be gentle with yourself right now and i know it's frustrating trust me i know um so i just started with the walking workouts and then this is around the time that i got into yoga even a gentle stretch is better than doing nothing so if all you're able to do is lay down on your yoga mat lay down on the grass outside lay on your floor lay on your bed and just do some deep breathing and some light stretching that is better than nothing and something to be proud of i have now managed to build myself up to doing a lot have like a lot more heavier flows in yoga i think a lot of people think yoga is and this was me too i thought yoga was like super chill like every flow is like super chill and calm and you're not going to break a sweat but yoga can be sweaty and what i really like about it when i'm doing a sweaty yoga flow is there's such a focus on your breathing and taking a taking into account how your entire body feels the entire time so you so you start to connect with your body more so i really do enjoy yoga and stretching for that i'm not saying you have to go do yoga but even if you're doing you know cardio or any other kind of workout maybe start adding in some stretching it's a great way to just start you know connecting with yourself connecting with your body and being more mindful so you 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 feel more connected to yourself when those symptoms come up so there's just one more question i want to answer here because this is getting pretty long now um if you're still here with me thank you for being here with me it's it's awesome to sit here and have a chat i am a big question so a lot of the questions i'm not it seems like i'm not answering too many questions here but a lot of the questions were the same um like tips on how to slow the heart rate why it happens um the exercise one was a top one do you experience it daily? And I, I spoke about that earlier on. And then this is another big one that came up. And I wanted to answer this before I leave you. So can your heart rate, let me just see here. Can your heart rate be elevated when you go to the doctor? And yes, um, there's something called white coat syndrome where a lot of, I mean, this is like my dad. So he, his heart rate is usually always completely normal, considered a normal heart rate. He goes to the doctor, his heart rate and his blood pressure shoot through the roof. So that is white coat syndrome. It's it's due to anxiety. Even if you don't think you're anxious, your your body thinks you're in danger. We know now the fight or flight response kicks in. It pumps the blood harder and faster around your body and it's going to elevate your heart rate. I think I would my advice here would be to let your doctor know that you struggle with anxiety. Um, they're usually pretty familiar with this uh, and sometimes they may want to take your your heart rate and your blood pressure more than one time if you tell them you're anxious although to be honest with me it's it stays high um, 
so just just really talking to your doctor and letting them know you know i i struggle with anxiety um just so that they're aware of that but yes that is completely normal and it's completely normal it's not dangerous for your heart rate to just shoot up temporarily like that it's completely normal like i was saying our hearts and our bodies can handle a lot more than we actually give them credit for so this is a long one again i'm gonna wrap this up um i really hope that you leave here feeling like you got something out of this i want you to listen to every episode and not only feel validated and less alone and comforted of course that's what i want but i also want you to feel like i'm giving you something to go and you know put into practice in your own life i want you to feel inspired because all of these things that i'm sharing with you helped me to start to finally manage to overcome my anxiety like truly and i didn't think that was impo- that was possible like i did not think that i did not think that i would wake up and not be checking my pulse rate as I woke up in the morning. I did not think it was possible to have a good night of sleep because my heart rate was all the way down. Yet here I am. So that's why I feel so passionate about this and like sharing my experience with you and everything that helped me. And I I genuinely just wish you so much love and peace on your own journey. And I'm so happy that you're here with me and, and tuning in every week. Um, I'm sending so much love to you please just be gentle with yourself. I know you may be listening to this and in the exact same spot that I was and I know there's not even words for it because I always say this, but unless you've been through it, you don't really know and I've been through it. So I I know, but we all have our own unique journey and I know that sometimes just words aren't enough. Like I know, I just, just know that I know. Like I understand, I see you, I validate you and I send you lots and lots of love and I'm sending you a big virtual hug and you will get through this like it doesn't feel like it right now but you absolutely will get through this and you just you need to just tell yourself this every single morning you know remind yourself how powerful you are every single day even if you don't feel it you just say it okay so thank you so much for listening and being here with me today I hope you have a wonderful day or evening, wherever you may be in the world, and I will connect with you in next week's episode. Bye.